Hey everybody, John Fenn here, Church Without Walls International, CWOWI.org. We are a house church network celebrating the gathering of the saints in homes, rotating leaders uh, where possible on a weekly basis and rotating homes who's hosting where possible on a weekly basis. So what develops is a core group of people who are used to hosting and leading. And when you outgrow a home because you've got that core group of people, they just multiply out, begin rotating and leading among themselves, staying related to the original group. And in that way, the network grew. The same way they went from 120 on the day of Pentecost to saturating the Roman Empire in under 300 years. So visit our website, cwowi.org. There's 10 question and answer videos about house church articles, uh, audio teaching series, podcasts, all kinds of things. And also sign up for my weekly thoughts. Uh, that's my weekly thoughts is a weekly email. It comes out on Friday morning, U.S. time. And it's where we put information about our conferences, our online meetings and everything. All right. Today talking about, is it my spirit or the Holy Spirit? In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, Peter says, as you have received the grace, that is, as you've received the gift, so turn around and give that grace back to others because now you are a steward, a manager of the multiple, of the of the wisdom of God, of the grace of God, of the manifold, that is the multifaceted wisdom of God. As you have received the grace, so give the grace as a steward of the manifold wisdom of God. And this is talking about the a person who has received grace in a season of life, and so they turn around and give that grace to others. This is why we see people who used to be in prison getting out, getting their lives together, and turning right around and ministering back to people in prison because they received grace in that season of life. So they naturally now are a steward of the, of the wisdom and the grace of God. And so they give that back to others. This is why we say we see things like uh, maybe a woman who was a single mom back in her teen years and early 20s. And now that she's older and, and, and established in life and settled, she thinks she wants to minister back to young women. Whether single moms or not, she just has this heart for young women. What's happening is she received the grace in a season of life, so she wants to turn around and is moved of her spirit to give that grace to, to others in that season of life. And so it goes. This is an act of our human spirit. This isn't uh, the Holy Spirit prompting us to do anything. This is just us responding in our spirit where we've received grace in a season of life. Now at a later season of life, turn around and want to give that grace back to others because we have become stewards, managers of the wisdom of God because we received that wisdom and that grace in that season of our lives. And so this helps us distinguish between our spirit and the Holy Spirit because your spirit can get stirred up for things. And what happens is people make the mistake of attaching thus saith the Lord to it and in fact, it's just their spirit and their, their vision of the way things could be. You see, we are created in his image and his likeness, and he is the creator. So naturally, in our spirit, we have creativity. We have vision. We can see how things can develop. You can, you can move into a, a home. Maybe uh, I'll use the example of a single mom. Now in her 40s, let's say. Uh, hypothetical situation. Now in her 40s. Now she's got a big house. She thinks back to when she was a, a teen or early 20s and the help and the grace that she received. And she starts thinking, I, I, I want to give back that grace. I've got three extra bedrooms or two extra bedrooms. If there's a young teenager father in, in, in need, you know, I could give her a place to stay till she gets on her feet. And pretty soon, 
uh, they start saying, this is God telling me to do that. No, 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 wrong. This is their spirit responding to the grace that they received at a season of life. So your spirit man has different qualities because we are so creative. You can move into a home and you can say, I could see how this would be. Or it could be a ranch, a group home, a retreat center, and a flat, an apartment building, a ministry for digging wells or starting orphanages or prison ministry or, or end of life care. Anywhere where you've received grace in life, your spirit has received grace there. And you can see in your spirit that you could minister back because now you become a steward, a manager of the grace of God. And so an example or four, four examples of qualities of our spirit are in the book of Acts. In Acts 17, 16, for instance, Paul's spirit is stirred that the whole city is given to idolatry. And the Greek word is actually provoked, that in Acts 17, 16, Paul is provoked in his spirit to preach Jesus to them because the whole city was given to idolatry. That's not the Lord doing it. That's not the Holy Spirit saying, thus saith the Lord, Paul, go preach. This is Paul in his own spirit provoked and stirred because the whole city is given to idolatry. In Acts 18, 5, Paul is joined by his companions and it says he is compressed or pressed in his spirit to preach to the Jews first and then also to the Gentiles. And, and that word where in Acts 18.5, he is pressed in his spirit. Some versions may say stirred, pressed, whatever. It means compressed. It means Paul felt this pressure, this this uh, this urge from within to, to go and minister Jesus now that he's, he's emboldened because his friends have returned. And now he's pressed in his spirit to go and do it. That's not the Lord telling him to do that. Nowhere in there does he say, the Lord told me. It's just he's recognizing this is his spirit that's being stirred up. In Acts 19.21, it says Paul purposed in his spirit to go to Jerusalem, and then he said, I must also see Rome. He purposed in his spirit to take a journey. Now, you know, if it's modern day, and we've got Christians who just haven't been taught, and they're, they're not experienced in the way of the Lord, the heart is right. Hey, and I've been there, done that. I'm not accusing or anything. I'm just saying what happens is through... Hebrews 5.14 says, strong meat is for those who, by reason of use, have trained their senses to discern between good and evil. Hebrews 5.14. So it's by reason of use. It's trial and error. So I've been there. So, you know, I'm not pointing any fingers at anyone. It's I've been there, done that. But the qualities of our spirit, you can be pressed in the spirit. You can be stirred up in the spirit. You can be, you can be provoked in your spirit. You can purpose in your spirit. In Acts 18.25, Apollos was preaching and he was fervent in spirit. He was burning is what that is in the Greek. All of these are qualities of your spirit, man. They're not qualities of the Holy Spirit telling you. In each case, these were, were men who were moved by their spirit. And so what happens is, we get we received grace in a particular area of life and we want to give that grace back and so we have this vision of things that because of the creativity within us and we we can see a, a house we can see a ranch we can see a a home we can see an orphanage we can see a water well we can see uh, a prison ministry we can see uh, a single parents ministry. We can see a street minister. We can see all these different things because in that area, we have received some measure of grace in the past. Now, as a steward of God, we are giving the, it back. And so when we do that, when we do that stirred by our spirit, we it's important that we don't say God is telling me to do this. But because of good heart, but not a lot of experience, people attach the Lord to it. 
And again, their hearts are good and everything oftentimes, but they will say things like, God is telling me to do this. God is leading me to do this. And it's really through trial and error that, that you, you, you get to know the difference between your spirit and the Holy Spirit. And, and so what happens is then people take that to the next level and maybe they feel that they have a, a particular revelation. And so they will say, God told me, uh, fill in the blank. Um, during Christmas time, it's a God told me that uh, not to bring a Christmas tree into my house because that's idolatry. During Easter, it was a God told me not to celebrate the resurrection of the Lord because of the pagan things associated with it. You know, God told me to go to this city or go to that. They attach meanings to it because in their spirit, they feel they have a revelation and what they're doing, they're doing unto the Lord. And then they attach a God told me when in fact, what, what they claim God said is neither true to the word of God nor the spirit of God. And they don't have the experience to know the word and the spirit and to look at church history and, and everything of that nature to know how to balance these things out. And oftentimes we've seen people like, I remember one man who received a prophecy to that he was going to get wealthy in rental, rental properties. And he didn't have the training. He didn't have anything else. It was in his heart. And so he went out foolishly and he mortgaged his house and he bought things when he shouldn't have the man ended up losing all the homes. His wife divorced him and just lost everything. And he was confused thinking God told him to do that. And what happened was he had some things in his spirit, but he didn't take the time to study it out, to put it, put it to the numbers, to make it work on paper, and then let the Holy Spirit come in and assist. He just had the vision in his spirit, and without waiting for God or trying to help God along, he went out and did it, and he lost everything and everyone that meant anything in his life all because he blamed God. And it wasn't that. It was just God had put something in his spirit or he saw something in his spirit about a way to get out of his nine to five job and to build for his retirement. And rather than learning and educating himself about it, he went and took off. And then he blamed God saying, God is telling me to do this. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Maybe there's something you saw in your spirit that was the kernel of truth, but he, but you do things that are wise in the natural. Um, there's so many areas that, that you can get off into this where people have things of their own spirit, like, like I just talked about, you know, in John chapter 11, uh, verses 13 through 21 and also verse 33. It says uh, at the tomb of Lazarus that Jesus groaned in his spirit and that he was deeply troubled in his spirit. It, your spirit man has qualities. Your spirit is created by the spirit of God and our mind picks up on what is happening in our spirit. So the way to tell the difference is this. An example of the Holy Spirit is, is, is an idea that floats into your mind and it, you know it didn't come from you. It's like the word of knowledge when you're around the house and you say, where did I put my glasses or where did I put my car keys or where did I lay my, fo my phone down? And this suggestion, this suddenly this vision and you see it's on a shelf, you know, in, in the in the laundry area. Uh, and because you were back there and it's suddenly this little picture comes to you, that's a word of wisdom and a, a word of knowledge, perhaps, about where your phone or where your glasses are or whatever the case is. And you can tell that doesn't come from within you. It comes floating up from the side, from within, but kind of from the side. But when it's something like Peter talked about, where you've received grace in an area and you want to give grace back to that, then it's your mind that gets to work seeing all the vision of what could become of your house or of your ranch or of your apartment or of your orphanage or of your land that you have or whatever the case is. That's your spirit, your imagination. But the Holy Spirit comes in like alongside, almost floats in as a suggestion. And with that floating in of the idea, there's always peace. There's always comfort with it. There's always a rest 
about it. The, when the Lord speaks to you, even if it's a tragedy uh, that's about to happen or that you're praying that doesn't, you know, he starts giving you information about something dangerous potentially. When the Lord speaks, there's always a peace that goes with it. There's always a, a rest that goes with it. Whereas if it's of your spirit, like here, Paul was provoked to take action. You, you want to, you, in each case where, where, you know, in Acts uh, 17, 6, he was provoked and he had to preach, you know, uh, to them on, on Mars Hill. And in Acts 18, 5, when his friends came, he was, he was compressed. He had to take action. He had to preach Jesus to the Jews and then to the Gentiles. In, in Acts 19, 21, he said he purposed in his spirit to go to Jerusalem. When it's of your spirit, you are you are immediately stirred up to take action now. And it feels like now. You've got to do it now. But it's it's your heart and it's your mind and your imagination. Use those examples uh, that I, I quoted in in uh, in the book of Acts. Also, what I said about Jesus and the qualities that John chapter 11, uh, 13 through 33 there, talk about Jesus groaning in the spirit. And what did he do? He took action. When your spirit is stirred, it stirs you to take action, to do something. But when it's of the Holy Spirit, there's a peace about it and a sense that he will bring it to pass in his timing. And don't try to help God bring it to pass. But what happens is we'll get a, a vision or something like that sometimes, and then we immediately get over here and we start seeing this is how it could come to pass. Oh, I could see how this would happen. So it is by trial and error. It is by reason of use, as Hebrews 5.14 says. But I just it felt... <laughs> it led. In fact, when, you know, I don't do that. I don't just come up with something. I, I'm praying. There's a half a dozen or a dozen things that I could pray about. And I'm praying about it. Say, Father, what do you want me to share on? And, and you know, I'm directed because uh, by his spirit and sometimes actually telling me what to do. And, and I have to discern between my spirit and the Holy Spirit. We do this daily in our lives. You have a list of things to do. This is in your heart. I've got to do these today. You feel compelled. I've got to do this. I've got to go on this journey like Paul, you know. But then the Holy Spirit can come in and, and urge you to rearrange your schedule a little bit to do, you know, six items on your list. Maybe do item six in the third place and reverse the order. You have this floating suggestion and it's gentle and it's peaceful. That's the way the Holy Spirit is. So on the one hand, you've got where you've received grace and you want to extend grace to others and your mind starts going and you can see the vision of how it would come to pass because you're a creative being, because you're created in his image and his likeness. And the last thing to realize is you're already in eternity. So if something doesn't come to pass in this age, there are ages to come. And who knows, perhaps 200 years, 500 years from now, whatever's on your heart will come to pass. But no, learn the, by reason of use, learn the distinction between your spirit and your com compressing, compelling, urging to take action now versus the suggestion of the Holy Spirit, according to James chapter 3, which is pure, peaceful, and gentle. All right, God bless. Hope this has been helpful. It's only a little sliver, I know, but hopefully it's helpful. <laughs>